Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute. If you're looking for more tips or lessons with from Emily, please check out Musigy.com for all the sheet music, transcriptions, albums, books, and flute lesson packages. That's Musigy.com. M-U-S-O-G-Y.com. Also, if you're looking for posters, fingering charts, or merch, you can head over at our merch store at store.thefluechannel.com for all your flute needs. If you want to help us on a monthly basis, you can also consider joining us over at Patreon for as little as $2 a month. This helps us make more great content for you. Check the description for more info. Finally, if you're looking into buying a flute, please consider using the Flute Center of New York and use our code TFC for a 10-day trial in trying three flutes. Check the description for all the details. Now on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Flute Talk podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Hopefully, everybody's great. This is the podcast that we do once at the last of every month, uh, last Sunday of every month, actually. So uh, you can join us here live if you're listening to this uh, after the fact uh, and join us and talk to us and stuff like that. This is the podcast where we talk a little bit about different subjects and then we leave the questions out to you, uh, the crowd. So yeah, hopefully everyone's good this uh, month. It's November and uh, it's Thanksgiving uh, weekend for a lot of people in the United States and for whoever else uh, celebrates it. I think it's really United States. Yeah, or, you know, people who are from the United States living in other places and oh, still yeah, celebrate, right? So wherever you are in the world, hopefully having a great uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend. So today we're going to talk a little bit about alto flutes. And then if you have questions in the, in the chat, please jump in and uh, give us some questions about the alto flute or about flute in general or anything you'd like to talk about uh, musically wise. So yeah, we got a alto flute uh, in the mail from a brand. We won't name it yet because we're working with them to make a more budget-friendly alto flute and potentially maybe even a bass flute, which is really amazing. So um, we got it in the mail. We're going to show it a little bit, and then we're going to talk a little bit about your alto experience as well in, um, with your alto because you have a, pre- you have a Sankoy alto. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, while you talk about your alto a little bit, then I'll open up and we'll give a little preview because we're going to do a whole episode video about this new alto flute as well later on in the next couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Well, when when did it start, alto flutes? Like, when were they invented? Do you know? Probably 20th century. Maybe, yeah. Because I never, I've I don't never think seen them, uh, repertoire with alto flute before that. Yeah. I think, like, Debussy might have asked, like, Debussy, I think, might have introduced a little bit. I don't know if he was the first one. But if you, anybody knows, or if anybody's quick at searching at Wikipedia, uh, let yeah. us know. But because uh, yeah, it's not it's not it hasn't been it hasn't been in existence as long as the flute. Yeah, exactly. Standard. Yeah. Uh, just one second. I don't want my tea to uh, get cut in my flute. Oh no no no! <laughs> get exactly. Spill on my beautiful no. flute. Yeah, so I started playing alto flute mostly when I was doing my master's and, um, well, my graduate studies. And I was doing a lot of contemporary music at that time. And there was a lot of pieces where you have to uh, play, let's say, piccolo flute Mm -hmm. and alto flute in the Mm -hmm. same piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And back then I didn't have one, but my teacher was very nice and was lending him, when lending me uh, his. Mm -hmm. And then... When I graduated, a conductor asked me if I wanted to um, play a piece by Boulez. Boulez is a 20th century composer, French composer, and he wrote a piece called Le Marteau Sans Maître, which means the hammer without a master. 
and that piece is all alto flute. Like the right. flute part is only alto mm-hmm. flute, and it's extremely complicated rhythmically and everything. But it's uh, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. It's a brain workout to play and so i bought the flute so that i could play that and i thought you know it's a good thing to have if i want to play that type of repertoire right exactly so if people don't know what the alto flute is you want to show it to them first and then maybe play something play a little something yeah so it plays uh, a little lower right and it's also it's also in the key of g yeah so when you play a c Mm-hmm. It plays a G, right. like you finger a C. Yeah, you finger. Yeah, exactly. And then the sound is a G. But when you read in your music, it's going to be written a C, so that you don't have to relearn all your fingerings. Right, exactly. Yeah, composers will write it the way you have you, to read it. Yeah. So that it's not like you have to transpose. No, yeah. you don't have to transpose. Yeah, we're kind of lucky that way. Yeah. So the instrument transposes, but mm-hmm. not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's um, that's what. A transpository instrument is exactly. basically. And what is like the color that usually it gives off? What do you how do you describe the colors that it kind of does that's different than the flute? It's not as bright. It's mm-hmm. not as um, yeah, bright and shiny as mm-hmm. the flute, you know. It's mm-hmm. more mellow, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, even for the same note, it doesn't have the same color. Right. Which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mine is curved because I'm not very tall. Yeah, it so didn't come with it came with only a curved head joint. It didn't come with a straight one or did it come with both or No, it only I didn't buy the straight head joint okay. because I don't have a use for it. Right. I'm not tall enough. Mm-hmm. Like um I tried it and my pinky It was like, too long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the curved head joint. Yeah. Some flutes like some alto flutes come with both. Like this new one does come with both, which is pretty amazing. So you can see what you like with it and That's stuff. That's very, very cool. cool. Which we'll show you in a few minutes if you're watching it live or watching it on YouTube. But what do you? What would you do the same type of practice with the flute as you would with the alto flute? Would you do long tones the same way? Would you do things particularly the same or a little bit different? Or what would you be doing? Well, I think I was doing pretty much the same, like mm-hmm. long tones and scales and trying to get the sound. Mm-hmm. Because like if you're going to play... Um, some difficult music, you know, you need to know. It's a diff- a bit different, you mm-hmm, know, it's bigger, mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. to open it a little bit more. Right. Because it's not the same distances, like the whole, like everything is a bit different. Right. And like the tubing is larger, everything yeah, is... Yeah, the tubing is larger. It's heavier, so... Yeah, and it responds a bit slower too, right. so you have to get used to Because the mechanisms are bigger, and so you need more energy to... Yeah, if you want to fill it up, you need yeah. to get through the, the whole yeah, tube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, to where the note, the last finger is, yeah, you have yeah. to blow... Yeah, so if you yeah. play a low note, yeah. you have to fill out right. this whole tube, so it so takes it's a totally little... new different... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not totally new because, like, you know the fingerings, you know how right. to blow in a flute. Right. No, it's not that big a deal. Right. But yeah, sensory-wise also as well, like, it's, like you said, if you finger a C on that, it's not as much, if you switch back to the flute, it's like you, you're using way too much air on the flute now than you would if you were on the alto. And it's very, uh, yeah, I guess, it's like different airspeed too. Right. Yeah. hmm But, like... um. It's true that the sensory part, like the hands, right? Like it's very rare if you play in an orchestra, or as, except if it's a flute orchestra, then some people just play the alto the whole time. Exactly. But if you play 
in an orchestra with many instruments. Mm -hmm. And you have an alto part. It's rare that you'll be playing the alto the whole time. Mm -hmm. Usually you double, like you do C flute and then alto flute and uh, sometimes piccolo. Yeah. And you have to work on your transitions because it's confusing. Oh, okay. Like there don't think, go. oh, I'll practice this part. Then mm -hmm. I'll practice. And you need to really work on the transitions because when you take the flute, just where to bring your arms, it's mm -hmm. not the same distance. Yeah, exactly. So you have to even like play a couple of measures of the end of one and yeah. then switch and right. then feel comfortable with exactly. switching. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take that much time. Just it is an you adjustment, have to be though. aware yeah. of, of the difference in the feeling in your body. So just take the time to uh, feel aware of that mm -hmm. and just embed it in your body. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly like... Uh, there was a question in the, in the comments. Sam, Sam uh, Manoz, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but is a straight joint more comfortable? Well, it's way bigger. Like So it is comfortable for bigger people who have that type of span for their arms. But If you have longer arms, yeah. a straight head joint will be totally fine yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, but that's why the curved was sort of, I guess, invented, was to kind of simulate the same length as a flute or close to it than a straight one would, I guess. It's the same length. It's just curved instead of straight. But Right. But I meant the whole body of the the whole body of it. It's being condensed still because of the size. Like if it was straight, it'd be longer. Yeah. Right. Would go yeah. Here. So that's what I mean. Like it's way longer than a, a traditional flute. Yeah. But right. So finger, like your arms, don't have to that's reach what I'm to that like, level. That's why the curved one it sort of simulates a little bit more like how but you. Like have your if flute. you're six two, obviously you can use. Right. You can use a, a straight. straight head joint. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And probably even. Not that tall, you could use a straight head joint. Exactly. It's exactly. just I don't have very long arms. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember in a concert seeing a guy, very tall guy, playing the alto flute. And mm -hmm. in his in his arms, it looked like a C flute. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, his C flute sounds like an alto flute. And then I was like, no, it's actually an alto flute. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's <laughs> just very tall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, and thanks, Odyssey of Ascension. Oh, thank uh, you so much. She donated uh, live in the super chat, $100. Thank you so much. Hopefully you're having a great weekend. That's always helpful for us. If you help us in the super chat live, uh, that all that goes directly to us, which is really great. And uh, it helps us out a long way as well. So in that uh, matter, let's open up this alto flute just yeah. to give a little preview because we're going to do a video about it. But... <clears throat> this is pretty much we're so excited yeah. we want to see it you now. haven't you haven't seen it so that's what's really cool about that yeah. uh you're gonna take a little drink and then but yeah this alto flute like it has a very great case if you haven't seen it yet like uh lie uh, here i'll just show it to you guys if you're if you're listening to this live it's pretty encouraging to go and check out the youtube video when if you're watching this later but yeah it has a nice felt case there's no branding on it so we're not gonna let you know about that yet which is really cool and then you have this right here. The you want to put that cover away? Okay. Yeah, because we don't want I'll liquids all over floor. it. Yeah, and it comes with a, you know, it comes with a swab. It comes with a nice, big stick, also, cloth and everything. Hmm. Put that on the side. And the case is the very nice. I'm surprised. Check if your head joint is in tune. Yeah, exactly. Nice felt case. Super nice. Has a little strap inside there too. And then the case is pretty amazing too. And then that's what it. Uh, you look at. Boom. Ooh la la. That's it. It's pretty nice. Can I try that? Yeah, yeah, try it. Oh my, it's so cool. That's bigger, the hole here, than well, we'll examine that than later, but for, a, for a sea flute. Yeah. Yeah, well. it's it's proportional. It's like for a piccolo, it's smaller. Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. Yeah. 
Now we don't know what it sounds like yet, but we'll just play a few little notes. Want to try I'll, with that or with the? Now you want to go I back to the other? I can try this one know. for now. No, we'll switch around. It's like I said, it comes with a straight and a curved, which is pretty amazing. Go ahead, try that out. Okay. Wow, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds very vibrant to the the head joint. Just a few notes, and then because we're going to talk about the. Oh, uh, that's a different uh, feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. I know in the comment, Louis Bertrand was like saying like a. Uh, it uh, sounds like a pipe organ a little bit. It yeah. does have that pipe organ type of sound. It's pretty cool. It's That's true. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. We'll have to yeah. do a... Um, yeah, we're going to do a... We'll have to do uh, alto flute duets now. Yeah, alto flute duets. It's amazing. Uh, but this is going to be really exciting. What's really exciting is that they reached out to us, and they have this... We've been actually talking to them for about a year about more harmony flutes. And they reached out to us just recently saying, we got this alto flute and a bass flute that we're making. Two various models. So there it is. And they wanted us to try it out first. So these are prototypes. They're just not, they're not out yet in the market. And now we just need a bass flute. And yeah, and then we're going to hopefully get a bass flute from them as well. But we're going to try to, like I said, it's about making it budget-friendly for everybody. So this is really exciting to make a budget-friendly alto flute and maybe even potentially a bass flute they can just get and have and then yeah. you know it's repairable it's completely made with very good and quality i've seen like i've seen their factory and all that stuff it's very very reputable and very even well like done. for schools yeah. to exactly. have access oh to my gosh affordable instruments because now you there's know? way more and a lot of wind parents, band stuff that have yeah that and a lot of parents want their kids to have access to uh, music but yeah. not everyone can spend that much so it's good exactly. to have instruments or just adults too who want to learn music like music has so many benefits for everyone and exactly yeah, exactly it's a good thing to have access to it uh yeah like more more choice it's just good you know it doesn't yeah. take anything away from anyone because like just makes more musicians in the world it's exactly a good thing. exactly exactly yeah so yeah um flu girl she wants to know is there any sound difference with the straight and curved head joint well we didn't try the straight hand joint just now, but we'll try we'll it. We'll try it in the video, in the in the in the in-depth video about it and stuff like that. I think it probably is easier to make a good sound when it's a straight head joint because the air just goes in one direction, whereas with the right. curved, you have it has to go left and right. Maybe right, it has to have a little bit. I guess there's some type of interaction, but a tube is really gonna be even throughout it has to have yeah. like really hard angles to be kind of if it's rounded it's gonna mimic the same if it's like a sharp corner then it's gonna oh yeah more problems but still like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. and i remember mm -hmm. when we um i don't know i we had a discussion a long time ago about mm -hmm. like you were playing and you're like oh uh, and i said oh did you try giving it a little angle to the left okay when you play and you mm -hmm. are like, oh, yeah, it helps because, like, mm -hmm. we're used to playing the flute and the air goes this way mostly. Right. Not and this way we, it's going in another with, direction. Like, the we mostly now. send it straight, but still, sometimes we give it a little little direction, you know? Exactly. And I was exactly. thinking, just think other way now. And it, it does help when I play with the curved right, joint. Right, exactly. But, 
Mm-hmm. Is it in my head? But you said it worked for you too. So yeah, then yeah. I was like, it's maybe it's not in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it's really like the last, I've been reading a lot more about flute and more about flute uh, sound and stuff like that. And like really, it really just comes down to where the last finger is placed on the tube where it's closing. Mm-hmm. That's really where it dictates how much air you kind of need. You don't want to go over it because then you're going to get more... You're going to get more harmonics or you're going to get more overblowing. You're going to get more prone to other things that might not be necessarily nice to have in the color of the of the instrument. So like with the curved head joint on an alto, like you say, you have to be blowing in the opposite direction. Plus also you, you have to have more air for where the last fingering is and stuff like that. You know, so it's all these other types of the mechanics that you have to deal with. So when you were saying mm-hmm. blowing in the opposite direction, we have to get used to that because we're not used to doing that in the flute. And you could be losing tonalities that you're not necessarily getting if you don't do it that way so that's pretty good that way thanks ken so much thanks so much another super chat twenty dollars that's really amazing thank Thank you you so much much. i also saw some i also saw some questions now about this so we're going to talk a little bit more about that thanks for all the questions did we already talk about is there any sound difference between a straight and curved head joint yeah yeah and then uh i saw another one that's uh how would you check to see by felicia felicia has a question here how would you check to see if the alto flute is in tune when you use the curved head joint. Well, like I said, like maybe to tune it and how to tune it and stuff. Use a tuner, you know, that helps. But also like move the head move the head joint, the curved head joint in the direction you feel comfortable and where it's in tune. Like it's not fully in tune when you push it all the way in while you're playing. You have yeah, to adjust. It's the same as your C flute. Yeah. And if it's too high, then you have to take out the head joint a tiny bit mm-hmm. from the body. To make it flatter. And if it's too <coughs> If it's too, if it's flat, you have to push it in, yeah. you know, because yeah. the bigger, yeah. the flatter, and the smaller, the sharper. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's the same principle with any instrument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Joe wants to know: beginner flute player, are all flutists required to learn the alto flute? Absolutely not. You don't have to. It's uh, another instrument in itself. It's part of the harmony of the of the of the flutes family. But like, it's sort of like alto sax and tenor sax there's a lot of people who just play alto sax and only that but you could it's an easy transitional instrument to go into because you're not learning like flute then trumpet you know yeah yeah or flute and violin it's, you're you're learning it's the same system still well it's the same thing it's basically the same thing like, exactly it's, not like it's just it's a large it's a larger instrument it's a larger version yeah. of that instrument so no but and it's always it's cool getting fam- it's not really learning a new instrument it's just no. getting familiar with an instrument from that same family that yeah. you know already a lot about exactly exactly yeah. so but like i think during my whole bachelor's degree and everything i didn't even play it right i started after yeah so it's really a new instrument in in in, in the flute world and, and also in orchestral music in in relative to the 500 years of orchestral music, you know? Yeah. So it's it's really starting out. Same thing with bass flute. Bass flute, very, very new yeah. as well. And I, know I think I used the bass flute once in a contemporary piece in an orchestra. And yeah, exactly. it was not a good experience because like, I had to rent it and it was not a very good quality instrument. And, oh, I think it was the university's bass flute and it was not oh, it's always like maintained that. well. You know, mm-hmm. everyone just takes it. and they. So it, I don't oh, yeah. know if it was really closing that like yeah. i think it was leaking yeah i think that's a usual thing for a lot of schools because even for me and for other people i knew whenever they had their the school's base or the school's alto very neglected because i neglected. called in a music shop and then they said oh we already 
rented right. it. So then uh, I think At the music conductor okay. was teaching at a university. He said, oh, I'll take that one. Right. But they were not very well maintained. Oh. So it was not fun. So I can't wait to play with a good bass flute that's right. ma well maintained, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's exciting about altos and basses, they have to be made to a certain quality, even... and. Doesn't matter. You can't make a cheap alto flute. It's just impossible because it just mechanisms stuff. It'll just start falling apart. So that's what's exciting about this flute. It's really getting to that limit of like bass professional. You know, bass professional because there's no you know like there's pearl. It's like at those levels and even higher as well because they're just getting better, better machines, better uh, casts, and they're working really hard to make a quality instrument now because they realize they can sell many of them at quality and then. You and know, those instruments are repairable, yep. which is amazing. Because exactly. now you're starting to have budget instruments yeah. that are repairable. Yeah, these have Pisoni pads, all the standard stuff. You used to have very cheap instruments that are also a good start if you want to right. see if you like it and you exactly. don't want to spend too much. But they're not they're not repairable. So no. like exactly. So that's really exciting with the harmony flute. So you don't have to learn it, but it's fun to learn because there's a lot of new fun. You know, people who write for the alto flute, they don't tend to write fast stuff for the alto flute. So it's really more lyrical, more, you know, jazz-like, more movie soundtrack-like, a lot of different stuff like that. So the alto flute can be really cool for, like, those types of things. Would you say that it has the same... Like, what other instrument has that register? Like, because it's... Viola. Viola? Because it's only yeah. a fifth lower than... No, play a, a lot fourth of viola lower repertoire. than the... Fourth or fifth, yeah. Something, a yeah. fourth, yeah. yeah. Lower than than the yeah. C flute so it's almost the same register exactly. in a way. You think viola? Yeah, it's usually around viola. Whenever I look at stuff like that cuz I remember we were trying to rearrange the Debussy trio for flute, alto flute instead of viola and harp and it was possible like completely. There's a there's versions of it and I I, I made a version as well. So it's possible completely to do the, that range and it's it's a cool range because you always want to i don't know about you but i know when i play this the c flute i always want to go lower i, I want to go lower than b and c yeah. i go to a and g and all those other notes because i want to hear that that thing and that's where the the alto flute sort of takes care of that a little bit and i know there are foot joints that can go that deep but they're super expensive like i know there's a japanese maker that makes uh an a and a g on a, joint, flute. on a C flute. So then you have the and same register as your alto, as the alto flute with that. Sort of. You don't get all those notes though. You don't get like A flat. You get really those. Oh, tone, you, you get, just get. Yeah, you the, get the note. You the want. natural note. Yeah, you get the note that you want. Unless you want, there are ones that they make with but chromatic. But you don't but it's get a lot. You don't get expensive. the mellow color though. Right. You still have the. Yeah, same you get the flute color. color. Yeah, you get the flute color again. So yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. Um, I know there was a very good question about. Um, how do you make a curved head joint stable? Uh, my curve slide, my curved uh, sliding is sliding up and down frequently. Oh yeah, with alto like moving around. Yeah, it's you have to find an angle and a center point as well. I find. Like I find that if I put it like forty-five degree or a little bit more than forty-five degrees, yeah. and then I bring, mm -hmm. I have to bring the the head joint also in a certain angle on my chin so that it's stable. You have to. Move it around and find because I noticed that Nicola, you don't put it the same way as no, I absolutely put it. Not. So I can't it. tell you exactly how, but like if it's turning inside, it might also be that the the head joint has to be solid inside the the body. Mm -hmm. If it's moving, it's not good. So maybe go to see a 
have it adjusted by a technician. Right. But if it's just that it's sliding because you're not in, like the whole flute is, mm-hmm. is rocking, you have to research, you know, find your spot. It's not straight, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't know anyone who puts it straight like... Wait, I don't want to break it. No. Like this. It's kind of hard to break. You know? <laughs> but yeah. If you put it like this, it's it moves more. Oh, yeah. The flute, it's really... Like, like the alto flute, this, it's... Yeah. And then I bring it like this, and then I check. Am I mm-hmm. comfy? Hmm. It Maybe. does rock. You know, I can even see it in the image. Like, it does rock because, like, a flute itself, too, even a regular flute, does rock a lot. And I know some alto flutes have have a little... I know they have a little uh, but look, it's still thing there for your left hand to hold it straighter, you like see, a little rod. I'm holding it. Oh, it's still with, moving. It's moving a little bit, but I'm holding it with no... Um, right. No moving fingers, yeah. and it's still... Make sure you have a okay. pillow or something underneath I'm you not, so it doesn't fall out of your hands. I'm not nervous that it's going to fall out right, all right you, now. But I mean, for people who are testing, you could you could have an accident, so be careful. And be also, mindful. like, my thumb is, like, Oh yeah, it's at behind the, with a little angle going forward. Pushing forward. Pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably thumb ports for alto flute. There are thumb ports for alto flute. I think Selexa makes them. Yeah. So S-O-L-E-X-A. Yeah. But I think here you have to find your comfort point. Yeah, because you have double, you have double, double pipes there <laughs> that are, you know, in different directions in space, and so they're working differently in weight. Like I put it higher. I think you put it a bit lower. Right. Yeah. For specific reasons. So you have exactly. to. F- find your own way i guess but yeah. for me like this it's comfortable right yeah it looks and like i said it all depends but that's the thing with the flute in general all flutes including to the lowest piccolo to the highest bass they are not very ergonomic they are always constantly moving because the way they put the rods and the and the pads and the keys the weight distribution is not even everywhere so you're always getting that rocking thing which it does affect a lot of your affect a lot of our playing because it makes our fingers unstable and then we make you know it doesn't sound as smooth and stuff like that not like alto saxophone which has a strap and you have a thumb rest both sides and things are moving and you're in front like it's not the same right uh, as a side so you know that's a thing that hopefully will one day fix with the, the ergonomics of that so it's very interesting but there are ways to go around it right now still. yeah little things but it still rocks you know what i mean so there even with a, a the right hand like a loop like a thumb port and there you still have such especially with an alto it's so heavy it's doing more moving around micro moves and yeah but that's why you need to be um you need to have some type of rotations as well in your own arms and like have some type of so that you can if you're too stiff that rocking Mm -hmm, will really mm -hmm. bother you a lot if you're exactly yeah I'm not. I think stability is super important, yeah. but also you need to have right. some type of uh, ability yeah. to just move with it. No Ooh, way. Sort of, yeah. But there's a great YouTube channel that I've been listening to of a lady who's talking about flute stabilization and stuff like that, and, and it's incredible because the flute is completely unstable. Like it's to be able to, you know, we have to use a lot of different types of mechanisms and things to keep it in check. Like I've been looking at some old flutes, and some flutes they have. Old old flutes, old uh, C flutes have extensions on the G key already built in. Mm. We don't have extensions that built in on on the flutes anymore. People don't. That's extra, or people don't even know that it exists. And also, some have those, uh, you know, that 
rod they can screw in and have a support for your left hand so you can have less pressure on your finger here mm. holding so that you can have real fluid movement. So there are things that have been invented but have been either taken out or put back in, you know, and I'd like for a lot of those things to keep coming in. Like you were saying, like the flute port is a very good one too. And I remember there was one that had the part where your finger, your left hand index finger goes, they put a metal extension, like a big piece that moves the hand more naturally forward instead of pushing back mm -hmm. on the metal. So there's a lot of different things that I, I yeah. believe should be introduced again I for think a lot of people. Also, like, let's say uh, I don't have any issues with my left hand. And I learned that way. So now my brain like already mm -hmm. knows where to put my fingers, you know. And so I would not be interested in that because it would change uh -huh. the whole. Like it's like I can't play with the offset G. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because my fingers go too far because I'm used to I'm used to the inline. Mm -hmm. And since I don't have pain, like there's no point in me changing it. But yeah, maybe for new flutists, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have pain. Then you have to research for right exactly mm -hmm. because yeah there well, is a problem. You shouldn't have pain if it's painful. Like you have to find a solution. Yeah, you gotta find solutions, and there's no there's nothing wrong with finding solutions because it's all about playing effortlessly and not playing with pain and stuff like that. And a lot of people play with pain because that instrument and other instruments, but this instrument does have issues. Uh, what is your brand of alto flute? I think it's Sankoi, right? So thank you, yeah. yeah. And that was like I think it's a it's a pretty expensive flute. It's one of the, I think it's their most expensive alto flute that they make. I think they only make one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so they only make expensive. that one. Yeah, that's what's exciting about the new one. It's way cheaper. I got it at a good time, so yeah, a long it time gained ago, value. Yeah. And oh I yeah, it gained insane value. Yeah. Exactly, it's crazy. Um, I know somebody said that the alto flute was made it was a uh, made in 1891. Somebody researched oh, that just now. Thank you, thank so, you so much. much. And uh, that would seem very here. logical. Yeah, because yeah, I and like I think it's in the Rite of Spring and stuff like that. I think it's in some new stuff, and also I think it's in Mahler symphonies and stuff. So that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah. around there, that's that cool. period. Um, the rabbit hole wants to know how do you get a perfect sound on the flute and avoid the condensation in the mouthpiece? Well, condensation is just you can't avoid no that. because that's air and hot air and cold air reacting making fluid and stuff, making like water and condensation. Like it's unescapable. You go and play in a concert hall that's AC'd with full AC inside, you're going to have a waterfall coming down because you're blowing hot air in a cold environment. You're going to get that. If you're in the reverse, you're hot. You're in a hot place and you're blowing. Like if you're in a tropical place, you're not going to get as much as that problem, you know? Like No, if it's warm, you don't get as much no. water in your flute because... Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Like it's just a thing that the happens. The only thing is... Um, when I was a beginner and I would play for a while, I I felt that I had to clean my flute, like t take out that water inside. Oh, yeah. And then my sound was better. And I remember my teacher was laughing because he was like, eh, whatever, like, what are you talking about? It doesn't change the sound. And I have students who say the same, but now I don't feel it anymore. So I guess, like, if you feel like when there's too much condensation in your flute, you need to clean it out and then put it back and play that's that's okay i think it's a thing that happens mm -hmm, mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. because maybe now we blow more i don't know like it doesn't affect us as much mm -hmm. but i guess when your sound is a bit more fragile maybe it affects right. it yeah but you there's nothing wrong with it you, you blow warm air yeah 
Exactly. So if you have any other questions not regarding Alto, please feel free to leave them in the comment section here live, and we'll try to answer a couple of them. Like this one, uh, Not Dabber wants to know, how can a beginner flutist get started without uh, started learning without having a band support system? Any online resources besides YouTube? Well, you can totally learn without being in a band, a concert band or a wind ensemble. There are, in most cities, I can't remember what the name is. I think it's, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but there is a, a community of different cities that have community bands that you can join for free or for a little subscription fee. No auditions, you can join and just have fun and stuff like that all over North America and I think in some other countries as well. I guess I can't remember the name off of my hand, but it might come back Most to me. Most places have amateur right. bands, exactly. wind bands or orchestras. Yeah, But we but also have our method, which is really good, on musogy.com, M-U-S-O-G-Y.com, and those are lessons to start off beyond YouTube. Yeah, and in a way, I feel it's almost better. If you start in band and you only play band music, everything has B-flats. Yeah. And then I you start have getting, students yeah. <laughs> that don't even know their B natural fingering. Or G sharp. <laughs> and then when they start playing a piece, they play B-flats. And even when there's no B-flats, like... Yeah, their thumb is always there. It's on the good B -flat. to not do only... Only... B-flat uh, major concert scale. <laughs> yeah, if you do only scales. band... I would advise you to play other stuff than band yeah. music Start as well. Start playing duets with people that are not band so, stuff. So, yeah, I understand Like what you mean is if you do it on your own, it's right. more difficult to motivate yourself, maybe taking lessons, mm -hmm. because then you're going to be motivated because the teacher will tell you, oh, play this for me next week and you'll right. practice it. Or next month, whatever, you know. like Yeah, yeah. or in two yeah. weeks or whatever, how mm -hmm. you uh, organize yourself. Exactly. Find people to play music. And yeah. I have students who have groups of friends and they do like um, little online concerts. They record themselves and they all listen to each other or they play together. And now with the internet, like you can pl find people that will want to play with you. Right. Some, some people play in churches. Yeah. Some people like there's exactly. a lot of places where you can share music yeah. with others. Yeah, and there's play. We have a playlist about how to learn from home. There's a pl we have a playlist that has a lot of episodes in different types of uh, um, steps and stuff like that for free. But like I said, the main stuff like what we have the flute is really method worth that having. we made is I think it's very good. Like yeah, I made a, it the way I wanted it for my yeah. students, the way I teach. It has like it's very methodical. Yeah, it has everything you need. And, and it's very affordable and you can definitely use that you know it's 15 lessons that you would have with you so you're getting that for way way less but also it's very methodical very well planned out yeah. so that you're going to learn a very good base of flute playing just to get yourself more curious about the flute which is what yeah. you want to do eventually at the end right yeah. so and have good principles yeah in playing and you have all the videos to help with the with the learning it so yeah, but if it's more motivation, like outwards, like maybe find, you can find friends for that or a teacher or also a band, you know. Mm -hmm. But maybe you need to learn a little bit before you join a band. Because if, if you're not in school, you know, those bands, they don't really teach you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, speaking of pain, I have pain in my first finger on my left hand and I couldn't find any solutions online. The first finger being the thumb or the index? Thumb? Left hand, first finger. Index? That's, that's first finger. Thumb is thumb. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> um, I The index, then. Is Maybe it thumb. where the flute rests? Mm -hmm. 
if it's where the flute rests, maybe so. you're pushing too hard. Yeah, it's that. That's what or maybe uh, you could get, they have some, maybe it's just because the flute is hard. Yeah. Um, Some people put little gels. There's little gels you can put on your flute that make it a bit more um, mm -hmm. soft. Mm -hmm. I also have a student who has, they call that a bebop. Yeah, bebop, but it's a hard thing. It's hard, but she had pain in her her wrist and it kind of made more of a straight line. And right. she couldn't really get where to put the flute. So mm -hmm. that kind of put it in the right spot and mm. she she likes it less painful now yeah so that's what i would try but you're probably pushing too hard and if you put too hard you're also going to get pain in your jaw so be careful with that oh yeah you don't true. need to put too much pressure uh it's just about putting the right amount mm -hmm. as little as you can yeah so that it's in, in balance yeah. you know? i think we have a video about how to balance the flute if not we should make one but i know in some videos you mentioned it we have a video about posture that oh, talks yeah. about it, I think. Yeah. We could make another video about balance, you know, like, yeah. How to help balance your flute, because really balance is really a tricky issue with the flute. Yeah. But... For each person. You might be pushing too hard, or maybe it's the... Because we have a little vein here. Sometimes I put my flute on that, and then it hurts. Like, it's just... I have to know exactly where to put it. <laughs> so... Check, yeah, exactly. check that out but maybe the little gel or the bebop could help too right uh, so we're gonna just talk a little bit about all the things that we have for you guys uh in terms of like uh, our patreon as well if you want to help us out monthly you can go and help us and tip us there for as little as two dollars a month and all that goes directly to us and uh, you help us out make more videos stuff like that you go to patreon.com slash the flute channel and uh, that's where you can find us there. You can talk to us and we post some things. We chit chat and all those types of things privately between each person. It's really cool. Also, uh, we have Musigy, which is our uh, sheet music shop and our lessons shop where all of our lessons and sheet music are. So M-U-S-O-G-Y. You can find that in the description. And there you can find our 15 uh, beginner lesson books and soon our 20 intermediate lesson book, which well, is really that's great. So that's full, gonna be of kinda, stuff. full of stuff. It's, uh, I think, 150 pages. I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be quite uh, quite large and uh, budget-friendly for everybody again. And it uh, starts right off after the 15 beginner lessons. So if you're either, you know, coming from the books, the beginner book, it's perfect. Also, perfect for people who are just starting uh or intermediate you know went through band a little bit in high school and elementary school or if you've been practicing for a long time by yourself without any of those things this could be also a very good guiding light to more uh playing and it really gets you to a very nice level and that'll be coming out soon as well so uh stay tuned for that yeah, it really brings you to an advanced level i guess you know where you exactly. can exactly push uh right. push more exactly and if you're looking for a flute to buy uh, go to the Flute Center of New York. They have the largest um, uh, largest supply and largest name brands, all the name brands of flutes. And if you want to try a bunch of flutes, go there. Go to flutesforsale.com or flute. I think they're new. No, uh, Flutecenter.com, they I think. Yeah. Flutecenter.com. All the, all the links are in the description anyway. So that's really great. You can use our code TFC and you can try up to uh, three flutes or uh, piccolos, I guess, two as well. And you can try those out for up to 10 days. And you get an extended warranty as well. But there's even more little details in the description as well for that. So you can either call them or you can also go on their website. They're very friendly. Everybody there is a flute player. 
they're all in their state. They're all in the same building. You don't get customer support is still there. Everything's there. So they're really friendly and helpful for that. So if you're looking for something in the holidays for a nice quality flute, go to them. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, what else do we have? I think that's about it. Did you mention our merch store? Oh, and our regular merch store, like our shirts and stuff. Oh, of course. Holidays are coming around. Like, you want to cap, get something for your flute friend or for yourself, order now. Go to uh, store.theflutechannel.com and you can go uh, and buy merch. I know we're getting a bunch of merch being uh, bought uh, this past week for the holidays. A lot of long, long shirts, a lot of uh, just practicing shirts, which I think we should start back up again just practicing. That'd be fun because we haven't done just practicing yeah, in a long that time. Was that Maybe was fun. Maybe if people can tell us what they would like me to practice. Yeah, let us know in the in the comments. Or once we did a just sight reading, that was funny too. Awesome. And yeah, also, it's true. Um, yeah, just sight reading. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and also... Um, there's a poster that people like on the, in our merch oh, store. Oh, yeah, our fingering chart poster has just been selling out all the time. People really like it, and it's super cool. Yeah, That's also in the store there. Yeah, and major and minor scales. Major and harmonic minor scales, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And arpeggios. And arpeggios, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's... Is there anything else? We have so many things. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but... Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So let's uh, <laughs> go back to some questions here. Um... Oh, a couple of nice questions here. Andres Martinez, how do you get good? <laughs> By playing lots of songs? Well, yeah, you can play yes etudes and, no. and yes and no, yeah. Yeah, like uh, let's say an etude a week or every two weeks is good. Because What's an you... etude? Cause... Okay, so an etude is a piece that's... Co- that's Usually you can get a book of it or on flutetunes.com you have a lot of etudes. Mm-hmm. Or in our book, there's I put some etudes and you learn one a week or something like that. And this way you... you work on your phrasing and technique and sight reading mm-hmm. and all that stuff but the point is not to play it perfectly it's right. just to learn you know yeah. but then i advise you to take pieces that you'll keep a little longer right that are a bit more challenging maybe and where you were you're gonna work more in depth yeah try to play it more closer to perfection than right. with the etudes exactly you okay. can call it an etude or a study it's the same thing um and yeah, like learning your scales, some technical exercises, doing some sound exercises, right. breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it. Exactly, exactly. Listening to music. Yep. Listening to yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. flute music world, like the whole canon of flute stuff, there's so much to explore, so you're never going to run out of stuff. And uh, just be curious and look and for stuff. And a good teacher is helpful, too. Yeah, and it's cool playing. Yeah, it's true. Because sometimes you need retroaction from someone else because you can't know what you're doing wrong sometimes yeah, exactly oh, i just want to jump right back to our other stuff that we have for everybody if you have apple podcast or shop or spotify please go and rate and review us go to the, go find us on your podcast app like apple Podcasts or or spotify and either follow us on spotify that also helps us pretty much like a, a you know uh, a thumbs up five star type of thing but if you go on apple podcast leave us a five star review and leave us a little review and we'll definitely try to uh uh Read it. Read it. I know we have a couple. I think we might read one or two at the end of the show that I'll have organized here. But back to the questions. Not Dabber wants to know, can you play Naruto music? We actually have Naruto music planned to come out soon. Oh, yeah. In our thing. You've, been, you've learned it, and uh, we're going to put that out soon. And also, what do we got here? Danny Schmidt wants to know, I'm a beginner. I can play the D, but not C. Uh, is my embouchure not strong enough? Also, is there glue or something to make the thumbprint last longer. Thumbprint. 
thumbprint. Blue thumbprint. You have to be a little more descriptive about that. Okay, but, but I think if you can play the D but not the C, maybe it's your foot joint that needs to be checked by a technician. Maybe. Because I don't see a reason why, except... Yeah, if it's know. a low C, and then you play a low, then you play a D. There's yeah, no difference in your embouchure between no. a C and a D. So in the low register, yeah. Try to just keep the same way you're blowing and play it. Uh, if um, if it doesn't work and you're doing everything right, I guess it's the flute that's not that's leaking. Mm -hmm. And also, just um, take oh, Danny, yeah, don't uh, don't keep your thumb port on when you put it in the case take out your thumb port and put it away don't uh, the thumb port doesn't fit inside a case when you have your thumb port take that off yeah 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 because it can cause some damage it's not meant to it's meant to be taken off and taken on they taken off and put on you know some students they don't notice but um when you play the low c even if you don't touch the c sharp key if you only touch the c key both go down and it's important to know because sometimes people kind of want to push both and then they end up not really pushing the C because they put they do it in a weird angle. So just check that. Maybe also it's that. Maybe you're just putting your finger in a weird way and you're not really um, pushing down that key. Uh -huh. And if you're doing everything right, just check if, it, if you see a leak. And if you don't, bring and if you it. Don't, yeah, and if you I don't would bring know. it to make it and if you Checked don't know, yeah, yeah. If you don't know what a leak is, and you still think something's wrong, just go take it to a technician. Because a leak is also you have to know what that you're actually looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, then I'm not even like. Sometimes my flute gets uh, out of whack, and I don't even notice because it's it's so gradual. And right. then I bring it in, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things to take care yeah, exactly, of." And it's exactly so. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the thumb port, oh, that's what she means about the glue or something. Also, is there glue or something to make the thumb port last longer? Well, the thumb port, if it's what you, what we have, it's that there's no glue on it or anything. It just fits on it. It's a piece of plastic. Don't ever put glue on your Don't flutes. put glue or anything. Don't put. Don't permanently put it there. It's meant to be moved around and it's not meant to be a permanent uh, no. thing. I know that sometimes it tends to move left and get under the, the key. Right. And then it affects the sound. So yeah. you have to, when you play with it, check regularly that it's not yeah. stuck there. Exactly. Put it back. If you see it always goes there, maybe don't use it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what, yeah. Because like it's not. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully maybe that Maybe use uh, something helps, else like yeah. a gel or something different if, if you're always pushing yeah, it in. Exactly. And even like with the other thing that we have, that other port thing that we have on the other flute that I have upstairs. It has a little bit of a of a plastic thing that sort of just kind of grips the flute, but it's not sticky. It's just like a grip that keeps it all kind of stuck together. Uh, I forget what it's called exactly, but that's a different type of thumb port in itself. It's like a thumb rest, like a thing. It's uh, We're going to do a video about it eventually soon, which is really cool. Let's try to do one or two more questions. If you have a question that you're dying to ask us, let us know right in the comments. And if you have questions and you're watching this in after the fact, please leave a question uh under the video uh, on the page so we can answer it for the next episode as well. Or make a video about it. Sometimes we even make a video about it, which is really cool. Let's see here. Uh, what sells, who sells extension joints? Are they expensive? Uh, I have a student flute, so it'd be uh, so much great music, uh, but no low B flat. Well, low B flat, that can be expensive. I know Yamaha makes an extension for their, to make a B, like a C to a B, you can buy a C foot and a B foot. Those are 
interchangeable and those are you know they could be roughly between 300 to a thousand bucks but then if you go beyond that and you want a, a low b flat or because those a, are rare so they oh, don't make rare. a lot of them yeah. so and they might not yes. even make it for your brand so you're looking at a completely custom job flute, flute center of new york could help you in the direction of where to find those things um but it will be expensive you're looking in the thousands you know and it's not really in any like you don't yeah see it's that almost in no music unless you're using for it for improvising and stuff like that which is i guess cool but there are some uh, japanese makers that make like i said five keys lower six keys lower but they're in the several thousands of dollars to buy and mm -hmm. it's custom so you have to wait a long time because there's waiting lists and stuff it might not even fit with your flute i knew a guy who would put a little roll of um paper or i don't know what he would put at the end of his flute and then when he would hit the c it would actually play a b <laughs> mm -hmm. but then he didn't have his his c you understand like because yeah, yeah, yeah. he only had the c key but right. with that little <laughs> yeah with that little paper roll it it played yeah, it. it longer yeah i knew some people that would <laughs> use their l use their knee and put their knee against the flute at the bottom and it would make it a little bit lower because it oh, just yeah. added stuff people do funny stuff like that there are <laughs> Yeah, there are metal extensions that you can fit inside the tubing that will make that note happen because, like you said, you add more tubing, flatter it goes, it starts going to new. So there are. But if you don't varieties. have a key, then you lose that other note. Yeah, so. and you're only using it for that one note at one, that one time. They can take it out and then go back to normal. Mm -hmm. But it's rare, ultra, ultra rare to see that in music. Uh, Felicia Studard. Uh, wants to know when you are playing a piece in B major why is there a flat symbol on the B line should I play B or B flat note when there is a key symbol of a flat at the beginning of a piece yeah when you have a key signature that means if there's a B if that if there's a flat note in the key signature that on that B line that means everything all the B's are flat are flat unless it in that bar it could change and they could put a natural or a sharp or whatever to indicate play B natural. And that's good only for that measure. Exactly. But a key signature, like if you have a B at the key signature, you might be in F major or in D minor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all music theory. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting to understand it, to know exactly. in what key you're playing. Yeah, you got to know what key you're playing in exactly. And uh, when you practice yeah. scales, basically you're practicing the basic words of that, that key yeah, and that's yeah. what composers use to make melodies yeah, and exactly yeah, yeah basically that's, it. that's basically it. it if you want to improvise you can use some scales and try to improvise in those scales yeah because there's groupings of yeah. you use those notes but not necessarily in that order right and then yeah, exactly you talk a lot about that in the book in the book as well for key signatures and stuff like that so you make it clear for them in the beginner book in fact which is very useful. Um, what do we got here? Asha wants to know, hi, I just started playing alto flute in my flute choir. That's so cool. Any tips for using the roller right pinky movement? My pinky can't move that fast. Well, if the person's written fast music for alto, <laughs> that's that's really sad and tough, you know? You know, like to, to you know, that you can use the, it's here, the oh, roller. Yeah. So you can use you can you know give yourself a little bit of uh you know give the, the nose thing you can oil. oil your 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 pinky with your nose or behind your, your ear yeah. or on yeah. the side of your nose but not real oil don't use oil <laughs> that you buy at a store just use oh no that would be awful. be awful yeah no you just want a little slippery you know yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah your hand has to be in a good position before you start doing that with your pinky 
And like your arm can move. You see, my arm just goes a little bit. It's not a big movement, but it's free. It's not stiff. Right. And you want to show that again? I'll just do a little close up. So yeah, like this. So I'm here, and then my pinky just goes yeah. like this. But like my even my yeah. my um elbow is not yeah. always in the same position. Plus, you're not in the right position just to show it on the camera as well. So. No. Yeah. But yeah, but your hand has to be stable, but not crisped. You mm -hmm. know, not crispated. Like yeah. <laughs> Right. It's it's a, it's a, it's and a practice. And also, make sure, you know, you can move the foot joint. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, it has to be lined that up. lined. Ex that, like the, the, uh, the rod has to be right in the middle with uh, the key. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Just check. Make Take your pinky and be like, okay, am I more comfortable? Personally, I put it inwards because I have a very short pinky. So I put it inwards. Some people have, like, it depends compared to your other fingers, right. what your pinky size is. If your pinky is long, yeah. compared to your, like, and is longer, maybe you'll want it. So you have to move this yeah. to a position of comfort. Maybe your maybe your foot joint is too much outwards, and you need to bring it a bit more closer to your pinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let there you know. go. Hopefully that helps. Enjoy flute choir. It's always a bit funny how people compose for alto flute, because, like, alto flute's not... It's not meant to be written super fast, fast stuff. Like, so Especially fast, yeah. uh, low C and like... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But anyways, best of luck with that. That's always oh, fun. Oh, Alessandro Garte, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you so much. $25. It's amazing. Very, very, very nice of you to do that in the super chat. A uh, few more questions and we will be done for the day. Are there any uh, good... Living Hacks wants to know, are there any really good exercises to help to play faster? I really struggle with that. I would say scales. Scales, Tafanel Gobert, uh, yeah. seven daily exercises. By Reichert. Well, no, oh, there, what's the big exercises? Tafanel no, Gobert. Are they 12 in there? 14? How many are in that book? Anyways, Tafanel Gobert and, <laughs> and Reichert. You can do Reichert seven daily. That's free. So is. Uh, yeah, you have Tafanel. that on IMSLP, those two books. Yeah, IMSLP.org. I would say don't try to do like a full book every day. Like no. just pick a page, do it for a week, then yeah. another page for a week, then yeah. another page. Then if the exercise has four pages, maybe go back, do yeah. the four. Like don't try to. Also the, say, the way yeah. to get good mm -hmm. is to do repetition. And then that that creates some automaticism where you don't have to think about the fingerings. It just. Your body does yeah coordinate autom automatism you know like coordinate like make don't just do it fast and slow make sure there's a metronome make sure you're increasing you know do things that make things solid and also maybe sight read once in a while too which yeah, helps studies too studies are also very studies good. help that's with why the studies reading. are good with but if you're just talking about like technique yeah yeah I think that's good in studies too because mm. like you're playing yeah. more stuff and usually it's written in a way that this study is working on scales in right. thirds and the other no. one is in another key and you have different keys yeah. and different like they're composed to help you with that stuff right and fast you know people think playing fast is great and all but you have to play fast cleanly so you can play something at medium speed but very cleanly and it'll sound fast you know what i mean it's all about how you add how, yeah. you, how relative yeah and you is, have to you be know? patient you yeah. can't become a virtuoso in a, in a year no it takes time yeah it takes time and exactly. like, let's say you're learning your scales, don't try to learn all your major and minor scales at once. 
do like up to three, like, like let's say in, in the beginner's book, I just put major scales up to three sharps and three flats. And that's it. Like just learn yeah. this properly. Then in the intermediate book, I stop, I do major and harmonic minor up to two octaves. So now I add an octave and up to four sharps and four flats. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Just learn right. it well. Then you learn this three other scales that you mm-hmm. haven't learned yet and they're mm-hmm. relative minors. Then you learn, like, don't try to digest everything no, exactly, at once. Exactly, exactly. That's totally true. Uh, what else have we got here? We got one or two more questions left and then I think we'll be done for the day. Um, by the way, how do you think, uh, what do you think about playing Baroque flute? Do you think you can play some modern repertoire on it as long as the range fits? Yeah, you could, but like I said, Baroque flute's fun. Like it's meant to really be played with the period music. I don't really know anybody who's written new. No. There might be some new composers who are writing stuff in the style of yeah. Baroque, but are alive. But the problem with my Baroque flute too is that it's uh, tuned in. Um, it's tuned lower. It's tuned uh, in uh, four thirty, I think. Four fifteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what is the tuning? I think it's four fifteen or four fifteen. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. I can't really play with people tuned at 440 or 442. Yeah. It's a different... uh, (laughs) So I would have to get a head joint that would make my flute uh, 440. Yeah. To make it work. Exactly. So I think that's what we got. I think... My traverso, I mean, like my Baroque flute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. It's it's not the same... uh, Right. Yeah. So we got one final question. Uh, just, just so I can yeah. explain because sure, maybe do people <laughs> don't know. In Baroque, in the Baroque period, the um, like now we usually tune around 440 to 442, uh, which is the A442. So that's the amount of hertz you have uh, yes, yeah, in waves in one second, sound, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to get that sound. But in Baroque music, back then it was a bit... A bit more flat. Right. We tuned a tiny bit flatter, and even from city to city, people didn't really tune exactly the same. Right. But so a lot of Baroque instruments are in a range. I guess are at four fifteen. Like let's say you put um, go on YouTube and put a Baroque sonata played on traverso or a Baroque flute, and try to play it. With your C flute, you'll see it's gonna clash. It's yeah, not the same. Flute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not the same note most of the time. But yeah. now there are also Baroque instruments that are tuned at 440 yeah. so that they can play with others. But yeah, and Baroque yeah. is a time period of Bach, the JS Bach, and a lot of those composers around that time. Even I think Handel. Vivaldi, Handel, Vivaldi's very late class, late Baroque. Late Baroque, yeah. So that's that period, and that Baroque flute's up there in the corner. If you see it right above Emily said, it's the last flute at the very top. It's the one keyed flute, the Baroque flute. Yeah, meaning there's one metal key on it. Like we just got a piccolo that has six keys on it, but it has empty holes, but there's six keys on it. You know, so it's all we'll present it. We'll present next that month, eventually maybe. too. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> exactly. It's and, kind of an uh, yeah. antique that you got. No, is it's it? a it's no. a playable flute. Like it's a it's, it's no, but a is play- it antique? Like is it an old piccolo? That yeah, it's at least yeah. maybe it's at least a hundred years old. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, what else we got here? I saw one really good question. And what is a broke flute? We already mentioned that already. So hopefully that uh, clears it out for you. If you have more questions about the broke flute, let us know. Uh, Louis Bertrand wants to know how do you keep count when you can't count out loud? Not like piano players who can say. 
you know, ta ta t two, three, yeah. four. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, group things in your head and make yeah. a connection between your group and and your eye in the music. Right. Never group more than four things. Don't try to go uh, eight things at a time. You can't count eight. And um, I, I think I will make a book about rhythm because a lot of people yeah, have issues with book, rhythm. Yeah. And one thing is that That's smart. Rith rhythm is a very physical experience. It's in the body. Yeah. So don't try to control rhythm only with your brain and count and count and count. Oh, yeah. Put the pulse totally. somewhere in your body. Yeah. It has to be there. So maybe listen to music, dance yeah, or yeah. walk on the music so can to feel, feel the pulse. Yeah. It's very physical. Yeah. Music is a physical you thing. You can take a um, tennis ball mm. and feel like... One, two, one, yeah, two, just that type of, yeah. or one, two, three, one, two, three, right. just so you feel the physicality of it. And then when you play, you have this, and this is your reference, and you put the notes inside. The pulse is your container, right. and the rhythms are the content that you mm. put inside. And mm. that container is, you know, how time and space are connected. So you have this right. space in which you have to put those those things you know mm. the time or, yeah. or the space visually the time we see it as as space yeah. basically mm. so you see that that amount of time and you have to put like four notes taka, exactly. taka, 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 taka. so but if you don't have the physicality of it it's very difficult to read the notes do the fingerings oh, and yeah. count yeah you have to rely on your body at some point exactly so yeah yeah there we go So leave off of that note, you know, this is uh, the end of the show. Uh, we do this at the last Sunday of every month. And uh, be sure to join us uh, next month in December where it will be our 60th episode, which is pretty cool. We've done 60 of these. Imagine that, 60 podcasts. Wow. It's been a long time. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys can join us during that. It'll be during the holiday season again. I don't know what date it falls on exactly, but uh, maybe it'll fall on New Year's Eve. Maybe it won't. Uh, regardless, hopefully everybody keeps practicing during the holidays. Hopefully everybody gets... Uh, a nice, pleasant holiday uh, for everybody because uh, it's the holiday season. Be sure to, you know, be with family, practice a little bit, practice, play for your family, play for yeah. friends, you know, uh, learn some holiday tunes. We just released a bunch of holiday tunes. We're going to be releasing, I think, one or two more. But uh, play some holiday tunes. If you want to have uh, playback tracks, go to TomPlay.com. We have a deal with TomPlay. So if you listen to a, a tune that we have recently uh made you can check in the description for most of them there's tom play links for that and we get a little bit from that as well so if you want little playback tracks tom play is a so if they go um, from our from our video tom play knows when they yes click exactly from our video, yeah, so yeah we have affiliate links so with if that, you go so. and use tom play anyways why not go through our videos yeah tom play <laughs> is a great software you can use it on your tablet you can use it on your computer and it's a uh, playback tracks with uh With your instrument or without it, you can minimize the volume on each part. You can change the speed. You can, you can make print out the music if you want to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really valuable. There's a subscription service and there's also, you can buy sheet music individually. Both will, if you click the link and you get the subscription service, instead of buying that sheet music, we still get a, a, a thing off of that. So that's really a commission off of that. So that really helps us a long way because a lot of people have been using TomPlay and we get uh, a bit from that as well. So That's yeah. so nice. So nice. Thanks, everybody, so much. And I hope everybody has a great rest of the uh, month. And yeah. see you guys next month. 
<laughs> See you.